This is the Smart Passive Income Podcast with Pat Flynn, session number 210. Welcome to the Smart Passive Income Podcast, where it's all about working hard now so you can sit back and reap the benefits later. And now your host, he secretly wishes he could be best friends with Ryan Reynolds, Pat Flynn. Now, as you know, I've been in the podcasting space for quite a long time now, and I've had a lot of success with the multiple shows and and episodes and even the courses I've created. Part of my success is due to how particular I've been in the tools that I use. And one of my favorite tools is Buzzsprout. For those of you who are not familiar with Buzzsprout, you need to be, because if you have a podcast or you're looking to start one, Buzzsprout is by far the easiest way to start podcasting, and they're making it even easier. This is a podcast host, and it allows you to get listed on all the top directories, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, etc. I use it myself. They've provided advanced stats for us now so that you can track your podcast downloads and understand exactly what things are happening with your show, which is really key, right? Just there's not a lot of data that uh, a lot of tools give us access to, and Buzzsprout is some of the best. They'll even help you build a website for your podcast so your audience can easily find you online and listen to all the episodes right from your site too, even if you don't have a website. On the technical side, this is one of the coolest things I've seen in a while. Through the host, Buzzsprout, you can automatically optimize your audio through their newest feature, Magic Mastering. So Magic Mastering is like an Instagram filter, but for your audio. And it takes the audio you have and just automatically masters it to match the Apple Podcast authoring best practices. It's totally awesome. Just, I love them because not only is it just a super easy tool to use, but I know the team there. They are the sponsor of this episode. And I wanted to make sure you got to know who they are because they're they're a great tool. And if you're just starting out with Buzzsprout, you can actually get a special deal. Their plans start at $12 a month. Buzzsprout is a wonderful partner of mine and, you know, you can actually get 33% more time on your plan, whichever plan you choose, just through this link alone. And that's smartpassiveincome.com slash buzzsprout. And that's a huge deal, 33% extra time on your plan just by going through that link. You can claim that again by going to smartpassiveincome.com slash buzzsprout. Check them out, they're awesome. What's up, everybody? Thank you so much for joining me today in session 210 of the Smart Passive Income Podcast. My name is Pat Flynn, and I'm here to help you by bringing on amazing guests like today's guests, Dana Malstaff. She is amazing. She is the CEO and founder of Boss Mom at boss-mom.com, and I recently connected with her again because she and I have known each other for a while. Uh, she was actually a student of me and Chris Ducker's one-day business breakthrough event, and she was at the, she was there sitting in the hot seat. She talked about where she was, and you know, it wasn't quite clear what her direction was, and now almost a year later, uh, she's made massive changes in her business and is doing so many things in alignment with building a raving fan base and also automation, which is gonna be the main topic of today's show, automation. How to take these things that you're doing and create systems behind them so that you can do more or open up free time or both. And so Dana's here today to talk all about that. So I'm really excited to bring her on. So let's not wait any further. Here's Dana Malstaff from boss-mom.com. Here we go. What's up, everybody? I'm so happy to welcome Dana Malstaff on the show today. What's up, Dana? How are you? I am awesome. How are you? I'm doing well. It's great to talk to you again. We've uh, crossed paths a number of times, and uh, the last time I saw you was actually at the Traffic and Conversion Summit, the IM party the night before. Uh, But even before that, you 
were a student at one of me and Chris Ducker's one day business breakthrough events. And it was great to hear what you've been able to do since then. I mean, you've just massive. I mean, I don't know how much you've grown, but you've grown some number X, like five X or whatever. You're doing amazing things. And that's why I wanted to have you on the show. But first of all, welcome. And if you wanted to really quick introduce yourself to everybody and, and what it is that you do, uh, that'd be amazing. And then we'll take it from there. Yes. Well, thank you, by the way. That's, you make me sound awesome, which I always love. Which you are. Um, yeah, so I am a business and content strategist for The Boss Mom. So I'm the author of the book, Boss Mom, The Ultimate Guide to Raising a Business and Nurturing Your Family Like a Pro. We have The Boss Mom Podcast. We have The Boss Mom Movement and Community. We have The Boss Mom Academy. We've basically boss momed everywhere you could possibly boss mom. And it's basically for work-at-home mom entrepreneurs who don't want to feel guilty about loving their business um, and loving their children. It's this idea that uh, we don't, you know, being a parent isn't about sacrificing our life for our children. It's about showing our children what a good life lived looks like mm. so that it can inspire them to be the next generation that lives through their passions. And so that's what we do. We do that as a community, but then as a, a business, we actually help drive them towards growing their businesses, creating multiple streams of income, figuring out how to actually take action in the in-between moments because not all mom entrepreneurs have eight hours every single day to get done what they need to get done. So helping them grow a business in a way um, that gets them to feel really excited about growing something that financially gives them stability uh, while not sacrificing their family goals. I love that. I love that. And although it's very clear who your target audience is, I think the message is universal between all gen between both genders because this is something that everybody deals with. It's how do you balance that work with personal life, something I know I've talked openly about in the past and have openly talked about how much I've struggled with it in the past as well. And so I'm, I'm curious, like where, where, where do you stand on, because I think a lot of people, they think it's one or the other, right? And you either mm -hmm. sacrifice that business idea you have because you want to spend all your time with your kids and raising them or vice versa, like quick, one minute rundown, like what, like, how do you approach that? Like, what's the, what's the right way to do it? Well, there's, there's a couple things. First, uh, I talk about in the book that I used to think that loving my business meant I was taking away from my love of my children. And when you start to shift your mindset to understand that love is limitless in the sense that you can be passionate about so many different things in your life and that doesn't detract from the other things. It just accentuates your ability to be loving and passionate Time management is a whole different thing. You have to pick priorities about what time you have. So I came up with what I call the one bucket method. So we do this idea where we put all of our priorities and ideas for our family and what all of our priorities and you know ideas for in our business and there are two buckets and there's only one of us. So we end up having multiple full buckets and not enough time and just a lot of stress and anxiety. Well, if you take all of that out and you use the one bucket method, which is where you have to assume that every single thing in your life is just part of one life, like there is no work-life balance. It's a phrase that seems so alienly strange to me mm. because how is work and life different and separate from each other? But when you do something that's what I you know, refer to as sort of conscious integration, you understand that all the things you do in your family and the things you do in your business can feed into each other, can um, help each other grow, can be learning lessons for each other, can you know, integrate into maybe how you in involve your kids in your business and how you find those in-between moments to, to manage your business or when priorities sometimes lean towards family or lean towards business and you put it all into one place and assess it all as one whole, I think then you start to really understand where your priorities are and how you're going to manage those. And it, and it gives you that foundation to be able to move forward to set your time boundaries in an appropriate way to really help grow your business and your family in whichever ways you want. I love it. I love it. And the book is called Boss Mom, The Ultimate Guide to Raising a Business and 
nurturing your family like a pro. I think that's, 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 I love that. I mean, a lot of people who know me, you, you know me, that's, I'm all about I do, that. Yeah. So that speaks very, that resonates very well with, with me. And so I appreciate the actionable advice in terms of how to wrap your head around all this, because you're right. The balance, the balance thing, quote balance. It's, it's when you think about a scale, for example, it's only perfectly balanced at one moment when mm -hmm. it's never, it's never there. And if you fight for that all the time, it's you're just going to be unhappy all the time. So really it's about making sure it's not too far one way or too far another. And it's, I love the one bucket method. I think that's great. Now I know that you've also been growing your business and helping others grow their business too. So let's, Let's talk about that. I mean, when we met at at, at IM Party um, a couple of weeks ago, you had talked about how you're learning how to automate your business. And that's, of course, very much in alignment with what passive income is all about, how to use different pieces of software, how to use other people to be able to grow and manage your business without you actually having to trade your time one for one for the income that you generate. So how are you how are you automating? Like you, you said this is kind of new for you. You're adding new things into your business. Like what is exciting to you in terms of automation right now? Oh yeah. Well, first I've become an automation junkie. Like <laughs> once you jump on the bandwagon of automation, you're going, why have I not had this in my life? Just like with your team, like once you give oh. in to having your VA and to having the social media manager and all the people that can help you on your team, you, everything you do, you're like, can I automate this? Can I have somebody else do this? Like, do I, could I make more money not doing this than I could <laughs> doing this? And then you start going, yeah, I could. Okay, well, wait, take that off my plate. I'm going to give it to somebody else. And your business grows that way because when you have time to do what you do really well, mm. you're going to make more money doing that and letting other people do it. So for automation for me, um, I invested at the end of last year in Entreport which I'm in love with. Um, I tried Infusionsoft. It was not, it was not for me. I'm, I think more of the creative entrepreneur would lean towards <laughs> Infusion or um, Entreport. That's just my, my preference. But that has really allowed me to automate so many of my processes, so many of just the intake of people that want to be on the podcast, want to be, you know, guest blog, want to be the boss mom of the week. All of those things get automated. Well, so it's all um, like, it's, it sounds a lot like admin type stuff that's being automated. Through oh, it's process. like having an assistant. Absolutely. Because, you know, before someone would want to be a part of, you know, the movement and they would connect with me and or my VA and then we'd send an email back and forth and we do and you're just, you know, you're repeating things like what I what I recognized in automation is and I think so many people think that automation is just taking a process and, and putting it in a place, you know, in a, in a way like through Entreport where you never have to touch it again. Mm -hmm. But I also feel like automation is anything that I do over and over and over again. If you can find any way to make it simpler, make it happen quicker. And, you know, if you're shortening the curve of how long it takes you to do it or implement it or anything like that, then I feel like that's toward, you know, in, in the vein of automation. So we have, all, you know, anybody who wants to, to work with us, we do it, we do it that way. You know, all of my clients I have, I use Trello as my other, I call it my work wife, you know, <laughs> is yeah, I'm in there. All of my clients, we each have a, a Trello board and every single time it's the same exact board and I do it the same exact way. I have an entire process and links board. So everything I ever use and repeat over and over again in terms of bios and things I need to send people or, you know, emails that are consistently the same kind of emails out to like be on podcasts or things like that. They're all there. Like all of my um, referral codes, all of my anything like that, I just go in, easily take it out or my VA takes it out or whoever's on my team that needs it. And it's all there. So, you know, taking things that I just used to do over and over again. And now I feel like I've got at least like two hours a day where I'm just not doing all of that stuff. That's like huge. I, 
Yeah. And every time I think of something new, I, I seriously, like before I do anything now, I'm like, could I have somebody else do it on my team that can do it probably better than me and faster than me? Or can I automate it? And, and I usually find that like at least once a week, I'm finding a new thing to automate. Yeah. Actually, for those of you listening, this is actually just a voicemail that I'm playing from Dana. <laughs> She automated this entire. Uh, <laughs> All right, I'm not that good yet. <laughs> I'm just I kidding. Um, no, but that that that's amazing. So, how do, how does one go about starting automation? I think this is obviously a great concept, uh, but ha, like put me, putting rubber to road. Like, how do we actually do this, or how do we know even what to automate? Sure. So, I think the very first thing for me is is thinking about what are the things that you do repetitively. You know, so if I'm getting constantly getting people that want to be a guest post right, or constantly uh, getting a call from a client where I'm doing the discovery process the same way every single time, if there's something you do consistently the same, it can be automated. And it may not, you know, some things can be automated to where you just never have to touch them and they work, you know, the way you want them to. And some things right. can be automated where you just, like I said, simplify the process. So, you know, you're just pulling that content and repeating it over and over again. I think systems like Entreporter and Fusionsoft give you the ability to truly automate in the sense that you don't even have to touch anything. Like if somebody comes in, it has a request, it like sends me a task and I just say yes or no. And if I say yes, it sends them an email. And if it says no, it sends them an email. So the whole thing's like truly automated. But if you just think about what it is that you are doing repetitively, what is, what is it, what email do you find yourself writing over and over again? You know, save that that email somewhere, <laughs> you know, I use Trello, but you can use Evernote or whatever works for you and, and save that so that it's easier to get to. And you're able to then just streamline that process. And as you grow your business, then you can start investing in tools like Entreport to, uh, you know, to really maximize, I think the abilities that you have. Mm -hmm. And then you can start getting into the kind of automation that I'm getting into, which is like abandoned cart automation. So if people are going to my sales page, but they're not, um, you know, they're not buying, then I can reconnect them in different ways. And so I'm, I'm now plugging, um, profit leaks, which my business coach, Don Mars of Mars marketing, I know you met her. Yep. This is sort of entrepreneur is her area of expertise. And those are some of the things where she's like, I consider her to be like the profit leak woman that she just shows you these places that you're losing the ability <laughs> to yeah. pull people in and nurture them. Leak is, is a great me, word for that. Yeah. is helping me, is helping me plug those leaks, um, through automation and different process. So I think you can start small though. Just think of the things that you do repetitively, figure out how to make those easier for yourself. It's going to free up time. So you can do what you do well to make more money. When you make more money, you can invest in the products that help you plug the profit leaks so you can make more money. And then it just sort of perpetually grows from there. Yeah, I mean, we live in an amazing age now where there are these tools available and even other people available to help us plug those holes. And I definitely think we, really what it comes down to is just being conscious about what those things are. I think that's that's where the big struggle is for a lot of people. I mean, it's easy to to hear somebody say, oh, you just got to find out what you do repetitively. But oftentimes we go through the motions every day and we don't even realize what we're doing over and over and over again. And so hearing from others like, oh, you can actually automate that is really mm -hmm. interesting. So what are some surprising things, if any, that you've been able to automate or just a few, maybe just do a laundry list of things that, that you have been able to automate. So those of us who are listening can be like, oh yeah, that I could do that or I could do that or no, that's, I don't do that, but maybe I should. And you know, that sort of thing. Yeah. Well, so from, from a Trello standpoint, cause I, I, like I said, I put everything in Trello anytime I'm so like all of the things that I need to get done in my business on a day-to-day -day basis go 
in there. Which are? Um, so uh, like I've got my my process and um, and links file. So every time I see something that's interesting to me, I, it's like kind of I, I think of Trello as is Evernote and Pinterest had a baby. Um <laughs> in it, you know, which is great. So it's, it's the visual thing, but it categorizes things a lot, a lot better. So I'm going in and I use my swipe file is there. So my whole team can access it. So to me, part of automation is giving really great access to my team because it's going to take more time for me. If I'm hoarding information that my team can't get to, and it's going to take me more time to disseminate that. So if mm. you're creating a system, the part of why I love Trello is you, it gives you this system that kind of allows your team to access it in a simple way. And then you can track kind of how things are working for you. So, you know, we have, like I said, all my referral links. So things that I noticed I was doing is, you know, I've got an Amazon affiliate and I was going in and looking up my Amazon affiliate links for things like my book. Like I'd go into my, and I'd relook up my Amazon affiliate link for my book. And by the third time I was like, why am I doing this? Why don't I just put this link in a place where I can get to it every single time? And so once I've done something a couple times, then I'll go, why, why did I just write that email three times? Like I'm, you know, this person is a similar person that I talk to all the time. Why don't I automate that? So like I said, like all my discovery calls, I've automated that whole process. And what I do is when I think about something that, you know, I think about what I do in my business, like I'm going to get up in the morning, who am I going to talk to today? I'm going to talk to maybe women who want to be in the Boss Mom Academy. I'm going to talk to maybe potential affiliate partners. I'm going to talk to, um, you know, maybe moms who want to be the Boss Mom of the Week. Maybe I'm going to talk to people I might collaborate with. Okay, what am I going to do with those people during the day? Like, how am I going to communicate with them? And is it something where consistently I'm going to communicate in the same way with them? I can automate those things. So I just start stepping things back, you know, I just mm-hmm. back back it out until I get to the spot where I go, yeah, okay, these emails are consistent. And then what I could do is spend a minute or two saying, I'm going to be conscious now, pull up a couple times I've written this email and just write the master email for that. Or I'm going to think about the way I do this process. So for instance, one of the things we have that we use in Trello is we have a checklist for um, the graphic designer, for the person who does my show notes, and for me, for our podcast and blog. And it's something where we just copy in, so it drops in the same checklist every time, but we created this simple checklist to say, here's the things we each have to get done, and we can tell by how things are checked off whether the next person can do what they need to do or not. So we've automated that process so that all that has to happen is it takes about two seconds to drop in that checklist to the next person that's coming up you know, that we're going to be working on, and, and we can all check off what we need to do. Nobody has to think about, you know, it doesn't take any time to think about what has to happen. We've already done that. So now we've freed up that time to not think about what has to happen, but but to to be able to actually execute. And I think that's the biggest problem with entrepreneurs is we spend so much time trying to figure out what we should do and how to do it that we don't have time to do it. I love it. I love it. And then what about automation in terms of what happens within your business? So somebody, for example, subscribes to your email list. Can you talk about how automation works in your favor at that point? Yes. So this is where I love entrepreneur because I, it allows me to put them in all sorts of different places. And, you know, I call it my nurturing system. So, you know, I have my, like my Trello opt-in right now. So, which is doing really, really well. So if somebody comes in and they say, yes, I want to learn about Trello, I've opted in. It basically gets, sends them an email and said, and puts them on a sequence, which is kind of like a list. Right. And it says, okay, great. You know what? Here it is. Um, Here's the opt-in. I'm so glad you were on there. And then there's a series of three emails that go right after that, you know, day after day after day. So it's a Mm -hmm. step sequence, which basically means it just happens in a particular sequence as soon as they opt in. 
And, um, and so then, and then it goes through a sequence that nurtures them to say, great, here's Trello and here's how it's relevant to your business. And it's relevant to your business in this way. And here's other content that I have that's relevant. That's interesting. And so it basically goes from, from Trello. And after a couple emails, it drops them into my, um, about me, like learn about me and get to know me sequence, which then does more of like my story and the boss mom story. And so by the time I get to the point where I'm talking about my products and services, they feel like they know, I mean, it's pretty standard. I did not invent this by the way, you know, but all these things naturally just happen. And what I love is in the automation, you know, sequence, I get, I understand if they're clicking on things, I've set up automation. So if they're clicking on particular links, it tags them to put them in other places. So if they're clicking on a particular link that shows their interest, interested in creating online coursework, I have a course that teaches you how to create an online course. Great. It, it, now it puts them to sequence to give them emails about the online course so that they, because I know they're much more likely and it's content that I know that they're interested in. So I can really, with, through this automation, I'm, I'm able to hone in on giving people the content they actually want instead of blanketly giving people a bunch of content. And, and then, and that's just worked. It's worked wonders for me. And I, and I'm relatively new to that whole Mm -hmm. sequencing nurturing system, but oh my gosh, like people that get on, you know, get in the webinars and talk about how it works. It, it works. Right. <laughs> it, it really it, does work. It does work really, really well. I mean, I implement a similar system uh, using ConvertKit. I actually came off of Infusionsoft too because it just was a little bit too much for me. Um, and I've found the same exact results. I mean, people really do feel like you're speaking to them because you've been able to, with automation, place them in exactly the place they need to be and get only the emails that they need to read. So I, th- I think that's great. And I love the way you've processed that. So you're giving away a ton of value. You're talking about that thing that you just given away, the Trello, uh, h- how you run your business using Trello uh, lead magnet, which actually we're going to give to everybody, right? Like we have a link for that. Yes. Um, yeah. So boss-mom slash SPI, I believe you wanted to. Boss-mom.com. Dot, dot com slash SPI, yeah. excuse me. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you can get that free training there and go through the sequence and see what it's like. But I, lo- I love how you don't go right into who you are. You're still on in those first three emails, the tool that they are interested in and you know they're interested in it because they downloaded that tool and you're telling them how to use it and how it's beneficial for them. So providing even more value and then you're telling them about you, you're building that relationship with, and that trust, which is obviously very important. And then by the time you get to the end of that, it's like, hey, Dana's giving me all this great information. I know Dana, like I feel like she's like a really cool person and I wanna work more with her. Boom, here's all this other stuff that she's offering. Let's get into it. So I think that's, and, and again, like all this happening behind the scenes without you actually having to lift a finger, right? Yes. Yeah. And it's, and then you can go in and you can just tweak what I, I think what I love about automation is like I was saying, we spend so much time trying to, you know, figure out what we're going to do in our business and, and even then try and implement that, that you don't get to tweak. And I think entrepreneurialism is all about tweaking. You know, you've got the 80% of things that don't work and the 20% of things that completely rock and, you know, jettison your business forward. But if you're not able to spend time on that 20% 20 to really tweak it in the tiny ways that needs to be tweaked to make it amazing, then you're kind of, you end up kind of being stagnant. And so by automating, you're giving yourself that freedom and that time freedom to tweak those things, um, which I think is, is really amazingly helpful for growth. And that's ultimately what we want. And I also talk about um, a lot. I do, uh, you know, I do a lot of periscopes and everything. And I, I talk a lot about this idea that you can't grow your business by just adding on. And mm-hmm. so by figuring out things to automate and things to maybe have a team, mem- team members to take off things off your plate, 
you're able to then grow without feeling like you're just adding more. Like you should be able to grow and other things fall away to other people, to more automation, you know, as you go. So you're, you, otherwise you've got, you're like, wait a second, I'm growing, I'm making this extra money and I'm working 90 million hours (laughs) a week. Like this doesn't work. What you want to do is you want to make more and being able to work less. And the only way to do that is through getting good support through a team and having automation. Having automation and be conscious about what it is that you're doing and what is working, what's not. Oh, absolutely. Um, so I, I love that. Now, I know that automation is not supposed to be used in other situations as well. For example, when trying to nurture your community on social media. And I know there's a lot of automation tools out there for social media specifically that help us schedule posts and, and things like that. What are your thoughts on automation with social media, which is supposed to be a more conversational social place, but a lot of people end up abusing the power of some of these tools? Sure. So I think... This this is how I, I automate. So I'll do full disclosure. So I have somebody who um, schedules all of my posts that have to do with content. So they go out and they take, you know, we've got the boss mom of the week. We have the podcast that come out that's now coming out several times a week. And sometimes we have guest posts that come out. Um, all of those things get, gets, you know, set into um, – uh, we use Buffer at the moment, but we're kind of moving over to social oomph. Mm-hmm. And we have them in those places and she puts them in. So it's running multiple times and, you know, in the way that makes the most sense for the different social media that we're on. Right. So she does that. And then she also goes out and she finds um, really great articles, you know, like your articles, uh, for instance, and puts them on there as, hey, we love these articles. We want you to go read them. And so she does all that scheduling. And then I also have somebody who goes in to my Instagram and my Twitter and they go and they follow people and they like people and they, you know, make comments. And I, at the very beginning, I used to think that, gosh, if I'm not the one going in and saying I like that picture, then it's not really authentic. But here's the way it works for me. I don't have time to do those things. So if I have somebody else do them, and actually they enjoy doing them, they're like, I can't believe you're paying me to go and like people's pictures. You know, they go and do that. When the person comments, I see that comment and then I can engage. Mm. So either that either that engagement never happens because I don't have time to be in all places at once, or I get people to help me to find the right people to engage with so then I can engage in a way that's meaningful. Ah, so okay. I don't think it's inauthentic. I think I'm getting somebody to help me get that. It's like saying, oh, I'm going to run a marathon, but mm, is it inauthentic to have somebody train me? Because I feel like I've got legs. I should just kind of run a marathon. But that's obviously not true. Like it's going to be much harder to do it. And you may never even sign up if you don't get the right support. So I find having the right platforms to help me and having the right people to help me get to those things so I can engage in a meaningful way and have time to do that mm-hmm. is is the best way for me to serve my audience. So that's kind of cool. So you have a team that's helping you almost filter out those who don't even really want to have a conversation anyway. But through all of that, you're able to eventually see the conversations that you should have. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And they know all the hashtags and things that I don't want to spend the time doing. And they'll find people that are actually really great. Like sometimes they'll find people that I'll engage with and I'll be like, oh, my gosh, you need to be on my podcast. Like, come on, let's let's have a chat or we end up collaborating together or they end up being a client or I end up being a client of theirs. You know, so there's a lot of great engagement um, to be had. It's just getting getting you know the right tools and the right people to help inch you towards the ability to be able to engage in that way and and some people when you're just starting out you are going to get on and do all these things yourself like that you know sometimes that's just the way yeah, you start I mean, you out should, I think 
Yeah. And as soon as you get it and know it and understand it and you can afford it, then hand it off to somebody who can do it just as better, you know, just as good as you better, in fact, um, so that you can be freed up to engage in ways that really helps drive your business. I love that. I love that. Um, I want to shift the conversation a little bit to education. You know, you were a student at uh, me and Chris Tucker's One Day Business Breakthrough event. I also know uh, after listening to you on Hal's episode that you also participated in Best Year Ever Live uh, Mm -hmm. through Miracle Morning and Hal Elrod. And, you know, it's cool to see somebody who's already successful still learning and still going out there and trying to like up, up, up the game. And so like how important is, 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 is learning to you? I mean, it's, it's hard to, again, there's that word balance, uh, to learn and also execute, but how do you approach learning? And then how do you balance learning versus execution? Sure. Well, I always know what I want to get out of what I'm going to learn. So for instance, if I'm going to, you know, the best year ever, I'm saying, okay, great. Here's the people I want to meet. Here's what I want to get out of it, whether it's maybe new clients or new, you know, collaborations or um, getting to know how better, um, you know, all of those things. What do I want to get out of that education? You know, for 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 working with you and Chris Tucker, I went in going, I really want to get on this hot seat, which I did. And I was in this spot where I was starting to write my book, but I wasn't really sure how it was going to fit with my brand and all these things. So I knew I knew exactly what I needed. Mm-hmm. So I don't get education for education. I get education because I know what I need and I find the right education to help me get there. So I think a lot of entrepreneurs are in constant learning mode. Yeah. And I think some of that for, I had this at the very beginning, some of that is fear of actually making the wrong decision because ultimately, you know, making a decision like quite literally is limiting your options. And that's a scary idea for us to say, oh, I got to make a choice. But if you don't make a choice and you don't move forward with something and you're just perpetually in education mode, then you're really not an entrepreneur. You're just a perpetual learner or, you know, hobbyist. But when you take action and you, and then inevitably something doesn't work and it fails or you learn from it or something succeeds, like you're never going to know until you take action. And that's not a new idea either. Mm -hmm. But so I, I just, when it comes to education, I absolutely invest in education. Like there's a lot of things that I invest in for education. And these aren't cheap, like they, no. th- these are like high level. You're, you're going to the top in terms of learning from, from high end people here. I mean, so you're, you're spending some money on it for sure. Well, I'm in it to win it. Like you, you, you don't, you don't, if you're going to do something, then you do it well. Like I, if I'm going to spend a whole day with a group of people, then I'm going to spend a whole day with a group of people who are going to really actually help me move the needle forward. And so I'm very conscious about where I spend my time. And I have two kids at home. I've got a toddler and I have a seven month old. When I went to Hal's best year ever last year, I was uh, pregnant at the time. So I'm very, very conscious of where I spend my time, especially on in after hours. Mm-hmm. Um, and it has to, it has to really, really be something that I know is going to be effective, um, and helpful in my business. And if it's not, then, then I do one of two things. Either I say, Nope, just not going to do it. Or here's another thing. You've got your team. I've had my team take courses for me. I'm like, you know what? I don't know Pinterest. I don't really know about it. I don't know how it works here. I'm going to take this course and I would like you to watch this course, learn it and come back to me. And do <laughs> I've done that with Instagram and other things too. Like I don't feel like I need to do this right now. Maybe at some point when I have extra time, but it's better for me to grow my business in this certain way. I'm going to get this course. Have you watched this course? 
learn everything you need to, and then you can tell me the important parts and I can watch you execute it. So I've done that as well. Now I don't do that with the really expensive high end courses because if I'm going to invest a thousand dollars in a course, like I took Amy Porterfield's webinars that convert, mm-hmm. um, I'm going to obviously do that myself so I can execute that in my business. Cause there's a big money return that comes with that. Right. Uh, but the smaller things, now that I have a good team, I have them help me in those places and they can tell me, Hey, by the way, video three, you should watch this. And then I'm, I'm kind of narrowing down how much time I have to spend to get the maximum effect from the things that I purchase. How did you find your team members? Well, I really like to have team members that are my ideal client. That's my personal belief that the best thing you can do is have the people that you think you can serve best to work for you because um, I think that they come up with the best ideas for your business. Mm. So I reached out to the Boss Mom community. Once I started to to build that, um, I actually had um, – NJ Rogner is now my co-host on the Boss Mom podcast, and she had been on um, the podcast before, and I just we had such a great time together. And she does um, has a really great blog. She's monetized the blog has you know has a good mom blog sort of uh, segment of the population, which I don't you know I don't have, and um, and so basically when I found out she did VA sort of digital strategist, um, work, I was like, come on board. And she gives me the best ideas. Like when you have someone who's your ideal client that you find from your community to be on your team, she not only does what I need her to do. She comes to me and says, Dana, I think you should be in this area. Or she gets on social media and talks about me and, you know, comments about me or says, Hey, I think this would be a great idea for your next book. Or I think you should do this, come over here or do this. Right. I mean, it's just amazing. They like actually come up with ideas that I go, wow, I probably would never thought about about that. Thank you for, (laughs) yes, let's do that. Can you do that for me? Great. You go do that for me. So it's, you know, it's like once you get a great team and especially if they understand your brand really intimately, um, it like, it's amazing what can happen. Yeah. I mean, I feel very fortunate to, uh, fall under the same category as somebody who's, who has an amazing team who definitely understands the values and kind of why I do what I do. Um, so that's, that's great. Thank you for that. And then when it comes to your community, Dana, like how do you, Besides all the automation stuff we talked about, like how do you get them fired up? How do you build that relationship with them in in different ways? I mean, it sounds like you have an amazing group of people in your tribe and how have you been able to build that? Sure. Well, uh, a couple things. One, um, I would say I, I, you know, took a page from you and you just offer as much value as you can. You know, the more, the more value you can provide, um, I think the more people will then jump on your bandwagon and, and want to just follow you anywhere because you, you're giving. And I think that's, that's the first thing. And what is value? How are you providing that value? Like- yeah. So, um, so we have a, a boss mom's Facebook group and we're in there daily. So we have daily prompts that we go in that, um, I, I write the content for and every day we have, so like one of my favorites is we have throw the guilt away Tuesdays. And so we say, what's one thing in your life that you're doing that, you know, for instance, one time I wrote, you know what, my son has worn the same pair of socks for four days straight because <laughs> I, I don't have time to do laundry and I'm going to just throw the guilt away because he'll live, you know, <laughs> it's, it'll, he'll manage. And like he's eating food. So that's okay that we've given him socks the same every day. Uh, and so it's throw the guilt away Tuesdays and we all share things that we just want to throw our guilt away for. That's cool. You know that. Yeah. And so we have days like that. We have, um, you know, the, the like share Saturdays where we all post pictures of our kids and fun things that we're doing with our family to feel really good about the, you know, the things that we're doing. We have the wins Wednesday where we even go in there and sometimes I'll be like, you know what my win is? 
I did the dishes today. I emptied out the dishwasher. I loaded the dishwasher all at the same time. It was amazing and glorious. You know, so we we relate to to the women that it's not just about business. It's yeah. not just about family. There's this, there's this nice in-between. And then I'm on Periscope a lot. So I do a lot of like, hey, here's my morning routine. And hey, here's the things that I do to run my business. And here's what my office looks like. And hey, I just did a rant, um, a late night rant on my Boss Mom podcast that I've been getting amazing feedback for. That was basically me talking about my kids have been sick for like the last two weeks and it's been crazy hard to get things done. And I'm right in the middle of launching the Boss Mom Academy, which is like a six month coaching program. So it has like an official deadline and I'm in the midst of all this and it's like 1130 at night and I just decided to do this complete rant to to the community. And I've gotten such amazing feedback. It's like, thank you for telling me that. (laughs) So I think being authentic, I think you've found this too, being authentic and not being perfect and being a regular human being that says you can have a successful business and have struggles. And I joke, you know, I proactively cry. I watch the notebook sometimes when I need to let it all out. So sad. Yeah, I know. And, and, and that relates to people when they feel like they can relate to you, then they communicate with you. And when they communicate with you, then you can offer more value by helping solve those problems that they're communicating. That's really cool. I, I like the idea with the Facebook group and having everybody just share stuff. I, I do the same thing where I have prompts that go up every day, but some of, I mean, they're all business related now that I think about it. Uh, and so adding that sort of personal element could add a new flavor in there that could really bring people together and share fun stuff and, you know, people want to feel good. And I think when people have an outlet like that, that you give them, you're giving them permission to share things like that. They they feel good. They want to come back for more. And sometimes for some people I know, because this, this is what it is for me, um, some people feel like it's the only place they could share that, mm-hmm. which is which is huge. Um, yeah, absolutely. We, and we do like collaboration Thursdays and things like that too. So we actually promote collaboration with people um, and each other. And we want our boss moms to work together because ultimately like all my clients are at least parents. I've actually had um, dad clients, but um, they're at least parents because if they don't get the fact that my kids get sick and sometimes that is the absolute priority for me, um, then I can't, it's not, it's not going to be a valuable, you know, relationship between us. So when you get the right empathy that understands your current situation, um, so that's why I love all the boss moms working together uh, because we really get each other and we understand each other and we can work within those those realms of of not being like, oh, aren't you just going to pound that out for eight hours today and like get that thing done? And you're like, I, I have an infant that stays home with me <laughs> and I only get to work when she naps. So no. And then they feel guilty about it. It's not that it's not that way. And like mm-hmm. in, if you build a community, I think if you can build a community where people don't have to feel guilty about who they are and what they want to accomplish in life, that's when you've got something. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I'm thinking about where you were when you were sitting in that hot seat at One Day Business Breakthrough, and you've come so far in terms of just the confidence when talking about your brand. Everything is so clear now, I feel. What did you pick up from that event, and or kind of what, not specifically the event, but what has happened since then? Like, how are you able to really hone in on why you're doing what you're doing? Who is it for? Like, what clicked for you? When did that happen? Sure. Well, once I decided to write the the Boss Mom book, right? And I, um, when I was sitting in your guys' hot seat, I my business was currently called Expand Your Reach, right? And it was all about helping you grow your business and, and your family. Mm-hmm. And you, you guys told me, it was so funny because, you know, you, you're so much, you know, softer in, 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 in your, in your <laughs> oh, talk. Chris is going to love to hear Chris this. Is. And Chris was like, that's stupid. He's that's like, a horrible look, name. darling. 
Yeah. Don't do that. <laughs> He's like, no, 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 no. And you guys pulled up my website and you're like, no, 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 all of it. No. And, uh, and you're like, you need to have a brand that really speaks to the, to this demographic. So I went back and, um, like just in the vein of what we've been talking about, I knew, like, I literally have a journalism degree. I brainstorm with my clients. Like it's a forte for me, but when you're in it, like when you're deep in it, you need other people to help yeah. you come to a different perspective. Amen. So, yeah. So I called a copywriter that I know and I said, I need you to help me brainstorm this idea. We came up with a ton of different, um, titles and then I went out to the community and I was like, okay, here's three titles. Uh, tell me which one you like. And they boss mom was just unanimously, everybody was like boss mom. So we went and then I went and got, um, Howell had said that he, uh, you know, made the cover of his book long before he ever wrote it. So I was like, okay, we're going to design the cover. And so we designed the cover on 99 designs, actually used your, com- your promo code. So oh, thank you. Um, <laughs> and, and then, uh, got, you know, several, three different iterations of that and then got the women to vote. So the very first thing that ultimately, and I promote this all the time to build this brand was every single decision I had to make. I asked my community to make it for me. So I asked them to help me name it. I asked them to help me make the tagline. I asked them to help me decide on the cover. I asked them about things they liked about the website, about the table of contents for the book. I continually go out and ask them to help me make decisions about the brand. And that gets so much excitement. So I had already built up an email list of people that were just excited about, I told them, you know, great, you love what this is going to happen. Get the book for free as soon as, as soon as it comes out. So I'd already built a list off of people that wanted to read it because I'd gotten them excited about so being along this journey with me. So good. I love, I love that, Dana. Thank you for sharing that. And my, my other question related to that is how do you bring this up? Like, so a lot of people out there, I know they have an audience already and they might need to make a brand change or a shift in, in how they approach their business. How do you go about sharing that with your existing community? How was it? Was it like a, Hey guys, I have something important to share with you. Uh, I haven't been really feeling it lately, so I'm going to make a sh- like. How how do you approach that, or how did you do that? Well, so I've taken this idea that you can build a business much better by creating a movement than by offering a service. I just I, I think you've done that very well, and and so basically what that means is when I start talking about my brand and talking about what it, it's all about, I'm coming from a place that's not me but us. And so instead of going out to the brand and saying, you know, to the current community and saying, "Mm, you know, I'm just not feeling what I'm doing. I go, I go to, you know, to my community and I said, Hey, I've discovered something amazing. I found that there are women out there that, that yearn to not feel guilty about loving their business and loving their family and can honestly believe that they can have a thriving environment in both places that are really successful and really fulfilled. And I am super excited. I'm so excited in fact, in fact that I'm going to do a little pivot because when you, you know, when you see a spark, you fan the flame, mm. we're going to move in this new direction because I think I can help more people by doing it this way. And I hope you come along with me. So I take the movement approach. Like, don't talk about it like you talk about it, why it's a bigger and more important thing in the world and how you are going to foster that really big, important thing because you know, it can change lives. That's so good. That's so good, Dana. I think that's a perfect way to, to end the show here. I think I, you know, people could sit here listening to you talk for hours (laughs) because you have such great things to share, but, um, you know, I want people to go to boss-mom.com slash SPI. You can download, uh, her learn how I run my business team and team through Trello, Um, You know, I use Trello for development, for software and other things and big projects, but for day-to-day things, I think, you know, I could see how it would work very well for that. 
Um, so that's there, boss-mom.com slash SPI. And Dana, where can people find out more information about you? What's your Twitter handle? Like, let's get connected. Yeah, sure. So our site is boss-mom.com and we feature and celebrate a lot of women there and have a lot of great posts. We have the Boss Mom podcast, which you can just search for Boss Mom um, or boss-mom.com forward slash iTunes. And we um, on Instagram, Twitter, basically everywhere. I'm just Dana Malstaff. So it's pretty easy. And um, my big place where I'm normally hanging out is uh, is Periscope. And you can find me at, at Dana Malstaff there or Boss Mom. You can find me through both. Awesome. Thank you so much for coming on, Dana. We appreciate you. Thanks for having me. All right. I hope you enjoyed that episode with Dana Malstaff. You can, again, find her at boss-mom.com slash SPI to get her free Trello training. Trello is, again, a tool that I use in my team for software development and all this other stuff, but it is definitely underutilized because, uh, and I'm definitely gonna check out this training also because I know a lot of people like Dana who have used Trello for their day-to-day basis, their to-dos, and it's a very smart system. I love the way she described it. Uh, So if you wanna check it out, again, that's boss-mom.com dot com slash SPI. And of course, the show notes and links and the resources are all mentioned or, or that were mentioned are all available at smartpassiveincome.com slash session 210. Again, at smartpassiveincome.com slash session 210. Dana, I know you listen to these episodes. Thank you so much for coming on and sharing your wisdom and, and providing this free training for us. Uh, this is going to be great. And I know a lot of people are really going to resonate with this episode I'd also like to give a shout out to another sponsor, which is CoSchedule.com. CoSchedule is one of the most vital tools that we use in Team Flynn to keep our editorial calendar organized. And I uh, asked Garrett to come on really quick just to tell us how CoSchedule got started. So here he is. Well, yeah, CoSchedule was actually born out of uh, an itch that me and my uh, business partner had. We were doing uh, marketing for our consulting company and we were finding it constantly frustrating to put together content marketing, blogging, plus social media. You know, we're bouncing around between tools. We had all these spreadsheets and different things going on. Mm-hmm. And uh, we just really felt like there had to be an easier way to do it. So we started building this tool that combined the content marketing, blogging, and social media workflow together um, in exactly the way we wanted it. And it turns out you know, we weren't the only ones having that problem. We had a lot of interest uh, very early on, which you know, obviously led us to build the tool. Awesome. So if you want to check out CoSchedule, there's an extended 30-day free trial offered just for SPI listeners. Head on over to CoSchedule.com slash SPI. Again, that's CoSchedule.com slash SPI. Guys, I've, I've really been enjoying this podcast and I will continue to do it in the future for you. I know a lot of you have taken the information that I've shared here, the interviews that we've done uh, with other experts and other people and, and have actually taken action with it. And I just love you for that. I, I'm so thankful that I have an audience who uh, is actually not just learning, but learning and putting things into place to make change in their lives and the lives of others too. I mean, we're all here to serve other people, I hope. Um, but I know a lot of you also need a little bit more help. Uh, I've been getting messages left and right from people who have been asking for more and, and deeper information about certain things. So what I've done is that I've actually put together a number of courses, and there's more courses coming in the future thanks to your recommendations. If you go to smartpassiveincome.com slash courses, you'll see a list of the courses that are currently available there or that you can sign up for the wait list for. Again, that's smartpassiveincome.com slash courses. Check it out. Thank you so much. I appreciate you, and I look forward to serving you in next week's episode of the Smart Passive Income Podcast. Until then, keep rocking it, keep moving forward, keep pushing the needle, and I will see you in the next episode. Thanks so much. Bye. 
Thanks for listening to the Smart Passive Income Podcast at www.smartpassiveincome.com.